This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A Edition. You're with Dan Robak and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. Champions League reaction, first of all, Daniele, because we've got to talk about Inter. It could turn out to be an unbelievable season for them. Might not, of course. Interestingly, they are plus 300 to win the Champions League after making it through to the final, beating City rivals Milan in midweek. That's exactly the same price they were before Manchester City's unbelievable win against Real Madrid last night. So their price hasn't changed. Now City have confirmed as their favourite, as their uh, opponents uh, in the final. What did you make of the of the inter-second leg win and, and just brief thoughts on how they might fare against Pep Guardiola's side? Deserved win against Milan because they were able to weather the storm. Uh, Milan had a chance early on with Diaz that maybe could have changed the game, but then Inter grew into it and we see we saw the Inter we have been seeing for the last uh, two months, compact, fit and uh, courageous as well. And the introduction of Lukaku in the second half definitely helped. So yes, uh, Inter miles ahead of Milan at the moment, but now there is a massive step up in terms of challenge because Inter this season, apart from Barcelona, when they played him in the group of death, but he was a Barcelona that perhaps wasn't as good as he is now at the end of the season. They haven't played any top sides and beaten them. They've been beaten easily by Bayern Munich. Look, playing against Manchester City, it is something else. It is uh, it is an experience that sometimes a lot of people have to do it. A lot of fans have to go through. And we know how it might end up. But Inter at the moment, they are fit, more than confident. I think the most important thing is they are really physically well. They tend to grow into games and they're going to give out a good battle. I think they're going to set up defensively to counter-attack, but there could be uh, the potential to exploit some of Manchester City weaknesses, for example, Inter will play with two strikers against Manchester City. No many teams do that. I think Jacko is going to start anyway. And obviously they can exploit the width with the wing-backs, uh, which Man City sometimes is not used to play against. But not only about defending and screening Alan and everything else, you have to be really, really good with the ball, need to be able to tire Manchester City out when you're in possession. So it's going to be an uphill task. But the pressure is with Manchester City, for sure. I'm sure also Pep Guardiola need to think about the, the moves to make sure to stop Inter playing the game they are playing. So, tactical battle. And uh, 
you know, Anzagians have got a very good record in cup competitions. Going to be interesting. Um, City are minus 265 to win in the 90. Inter plus 750, the tie plus 390. And speaking of the Inzagian and cup finals, we're going to get Daniele's thoughts, uh, brief thoughts on the Coppa Italia right yes. at the end of the podcast because we've got that coming up in midweek. But for now, this is match day 36 of Serie A. Weekend slate, of course, every single game live on the Bet Rivers app so you can watch every single fixture. Daniel's got four picks for us and a three-game parlay as well. We're going to kick off with a Friday night football, which is Sassuolo against Monza. Sassuolo are the favourites here, uh, plus 114. Monza plus 235. The draw plus 265. We've talked about Monza a lot. They had a shocking start to the season. No one could have predicted that they'd be looking to confirm a top half finish. And they're not too far away here. Uh, they beat Napoli, of course, last week. Um, I'm not quite sure if that was deserved or not. Napoli have dropped off, as we know, after they've won the title. As Sassuolo, as you've been talking about over the last few weeks, Daniele, they sort of are on the beach, yeah. one of the earliest teams yes. across the continent to start to head to the beach. Um, what are your thoughts on, on, on the form of Monster and Sassuolo before we get to your bet? Both in form, because if you take into account the last 16 games in Serie A, they will have the same amount of points, 27. So they would be fifth in the table. So they're a very strong second half of the season. Now, Monza better than Sassuolo, unbeaten in seven games, only clapped the trickling sheet in the last 13, but managed to shut down Napoli, who were a bit demotivated. Sassuolo, on the other hand, I thought they did well against Inter. They managed to bring it back to 3-2. Could have even equalized in the end. They lost 3-2, 4-2. Goal difference, minus 11 this season for Sassuolo. That's been their pitfall, but he's always been uh, the defence. Unbeaten in the last six at home, Sassuolo, when they manage also to beat Juventus. So that's why the price for the home side is uh, is shorter uh, than Monza. Now, the bet concerns a player. This is uh, David Fratese, who's an Italian international. He's yes. only 23, came through at Roma, and he's having a good season. Explain what we're looking for here when it comes to Fratese, Daniele. So we're looking at Davide Fratesi to have over 0.5 shots on target, and that pays plus 102. So at least one shot on target or more. Now, for shot on target, it's a shot that the keeper saves or Fratesi scores if he hit the post or the bar. It doesn't count as a shot on target. Um, now, why Fratesi? He scored at the weekend against Inter. That was his seventh goal of the season. So it's a very good season. But you have, to, you have to look also at his numbers. He has 64 shots in total in this season, Davide Fratesi. And he's the second midfielder in Serie A behind Lovric of Udinese for total shots in this season. Now, uh, Sassuolo is going to play an attacking formation, 4-3-3. And I think in this particular game, Fratesi is going to be given even more shooting responsibilities because Loriente, who, by the way, scored seven goals and gave six assists for Sassuolo, it is suspended. So Fratesi is still going to play in the central midfield role, but without Loriente, which probably is going to be replaced by Bayrami, I think he's going to have even more opportunities to try and shoot or score a goal. So that's the that's that, that's the angle. As I said, Monza only three clean sheet in the last 13. By the way, uh, they're still with a glimpses of hope of finishing in the top seven. If Juventus gets deducted more than 10 points and they manage to win the last three, I think Monza can finish eight, which then becomes seven, which could mean they could play in Conference League next season 
depending on how many points Juventus are deducted. And that means European football for uh, Silvio Berlusconi and Galliani again. And they said they were going to do it in the second season running in Serie A. So that will be with an year to spare. By the way, Monza can break the record of points for newly promoted sides. That's 54 points, Chievo Verona in 2001-2002. Now they got 49. They got five more points and they will make history, you know, in their own, uh, in their own regards. That's really nice stats, that, because you're always looking for teams that have got just something to play for in situations like this. And sometimes it can be difficult to get that angle from a betting point of view. Monza face Lecce and Atalanta in their last two games, incidentally. We're looking for Fratese, though, to have one or more shots, basically, on target, plus 102. That is the bet in the Friday night fixture. Let's move on to the Saturday evening game. Milan against Sampdoria. It is 8.45, uh, local 2.45 East Milan short price favorites at minus five thirty. Samp biggest price on the weekend slate at plus fifteen hundred. The draw is plus six fifty. Milan, of course, off the back of the Champions League exit. Uh, Samp relegated last week, of course. So this is a fixture that we won't see uh, next season. Um, are Milan hurting at the moment? Obviously, they were two 0 down from the first leg, so there might have been a bit of expectancy that they were going to come out in the competition anyway. But it's still a defeat at the semi-final stage, Daniel. They're hurting mostly because the way they started the first leg. They're kicking themselves for those 15 minutes of madness, of poor defending. They basically put them out of the tie. And also in the second leg, you could tell some of the key players, uh, Theo, uh, Leao, Brahim Diaz, they're not quite there. I don't remember a shot on target by Olivier Giroud in both legs, to be fair. So really underwhelming. But now the process, uh, the trial has started at Milan. Why are Milan seem to be weaker than last season? Well, because in the summer, they haven't added any depth, any strength, or the players that they've added have not been used enough by Pioli. So there is obviously a lot at all going on, the kind of recruitment that needs, Milan needs to do, the kind of recruitment that Milan must do to make sure they keep with the top four. But now, is it difficult for Milan to qualify for the next Champions League? Because uh, they play uh, Sampdoria home, then you go Juventus away and Verona home. I think Verona going go to go to Milano in the last game of the season with something to play for, for sure. They won't be saved. Now, they are four points away from Lazio. If Lazio collects five points in the last three in the next three games, and then we're going to look at the fixtures of Lazio in a minute, Lazio going to make it unless Inter drops a lot of points, but they are five points clear of Milan. So really, Milan need to win them all and hope Lazio and Inter drop points, which seems unlikely at the moment. Now, Milan, last 11 games, all under 2.5 goals. Uh, they do struggle to score. Uh, if Leao is not tuned in, it is an issue for them. Um, they won six of the last 10 home matches and they were all low-scoring game. But in the last 11 games in Serie A, they only won three. And if you look at the table since March, they will be 12 in the table, 14 points, same as Sampdoria. So he might be even more level than what you actually think. Sampdoria have been dreadful, by the way, uh, this season. Um, they only scored three times in the last six. Uh, conceded Eight goals in extra time this season, same as last weekend, and that's a negative record. So a team that really has not been able to uh, keep hold of uh, results. They consider a lot of late goals, and maybe that's where the salvation went for them. And um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a very bad season. They will finish the season with less of 28 points for the first time in their history. Now, Sampdoria, it's only the third time they get relegated since 1980-1981. So that tells you how big is this for Italian football. They are a 
big club obviously won European Cups, played a European Cup final. So they are an established club, and but there have been issues inside and outside the pitch. Only nine points away for Sampdoria, the worst away defence, 33 goals conceded. But I don't think Milan are going to roll over them. I think they're going to win. They must win. But it's not going to be a spectacular game, and I think it's going to be an under 3.5 goals with a Milan win, which pays minus 108. Yeah, good game maybe for Milan to re-engage with because, as you mentioned, they need the points if they are going to get into the Champions League next season. Just one final word on Samp. When they went down last time, over a decade ago, they came straight back up, although it was via the playoffs. Do you think they are going to be well-equipped to bounce straight back up? Bet Rivers haven't got prices for Serie B yet, but in the summer, of course, um, futures prices will come out about the Italian second tier. They're going to be towards the top of the market, I presume, um, I don't know if they're going to lose players or not. What are, what are your sort of general thoughts on Sant maybe coming straight back up after a season in Serie B? We know that the club is on sale and has been on sale since the beginning of the season. So they need to do like their city rivals. They need to do like Genoa. They went down last season, got a new honours from the, the American group. The Americans prom- promised to go back in one season and they did. Major overhaul of players, managers, getting a, a new manager, for example. I don't think Dejan Stankovic is going to stay. They definitely can go back up. I mean, it is a a big club to play for. I'm sure a lot of players will want to play for a Sampdoria. We need a proper plan, good investments. And yes, of course, they're going to be hugely favourite to go straight back up in Serie B. Napoli against Inter next up. This is Sunday, 9pm um, local uh, and 3pm uh, east. I think I've got that right. I'll have to no, check that's 5pm in Italy. It's 5pm in Italy, so it's... Um, yeah. It's... Uh, it, no, it's midday Eastern. Is it midday yes, Eastern? That's right. I'll check yeah. that one. Midday Eastern. Uh, now then, uh, the prices, I can uh, reel off correctly. Uh, Napoli plus 195. So their second favourites here. Inter plus 148. The draw plus 245. Difficult one for betters to approach, I think, for this, because there is that suggestion in the rules, and the results would bear this out that Napoli maybe have switched off a little bit. Inter off the back of that Champions League qualification to the final ahead, of course, of the Coppa Italia as well. But they have got a bit of a cushion when it comes to to top four, yes. Daniele. So there's lots of things that we've got to try and factor in. I guess from a Napoli point of view, it's, it's maybe a, a good game for them to re-engage with. How do you see this one? Yeah, let's start with Napoli. I think uh, the price is very good. It's very inviting that Napoli plus 195, you know. Uh, okay, in the last eight games, they only scored one goal or less. They drew a blank a couple of times. Only won two of the last but this is the last big match of an extraordinary season because then they play Bologna and Sampdoria. So this is the, probably the last time we're going to see the big crowd at the Maradona. And uh, Napoli, yes, they need to re-engage with it. They seem a little bit uh, flat against Monza. Uh, they could have scored a couple. Di Gregorio made a couple of good saves. Maybe there was a penalty for them as well. But you can tell the physical condition has gone down for Napoli. And Spalletti is not happy about it. He wants to finish on a high. Also because... There is something at stake for Napoli. Uh, there is, of course, the title of top goal scorer for Osimen. Uh, there is the title of top assistman for Cravascelia. But also, there is the record of points for Napoli. Napoli, if they win all the three games, they finish on 92 points. That would be a record for them because in 2017, 2018, they finished with 91 points. 
but finished second behind Juventus. And that's the highest second finish ever in Serie A. So again, counts for the statistic, but you want to win the title in style and finish on a high, really, not finish with, with, with three draws. So I think it's something that you can take in, in, into consideration when you put your bet on, a, on this Sunday game. And as for Inter, how do they approach it in between massive games? Obviously, the Champions League semi-final success and the Coppa Italia coming up next midweek against Fiorentina. But they've won their last eight in all competitions. They are the form team at the moment, so we can't just discount them. And they are the favourites for this game at plus 148. How are they going to go about this? Are they going to rotate? Have they got players who are in the red zone, as Arsene Wenger used to say, and might just need a little bit of rest? They're going to rotate, but uh, Inzaghi has got the rotation spot on since three or four weeks. And now that the mission Istanbul has officially started, you will see that plan fully implemented. So when I talk about rotation, it's often one of the two wing-backs. So it's either DiMarco, Danfrils, the rest, never the set, never the both. One of the centre-backs, so Acerbi comes out or Bastoni comes out and De Vrij comes in. The goalkeeper, I would expect Onana and Andanovic to alternate uh, games. As Andanovic played against Sassuolo. Up front, Lukaku and Correa will start in midfield. Maybe it's slightly less rotation because Mkhitaryan picked up an injury against Milan, so he's going to be out. But it could be a chance for Gagliardini, for Aslani. But that's what Inter is going to do. But that's also what Manchester City has been doing in the last uh, eight, nine games. They, they do rotate. And that's so important. And Inter has got everyone fit. And everyone in a very good condition as well. Look, they are unbeaten in nine. So won the last eight, unbeaten in nine, scored 25 in the process. So they are scoring goals. Lukaku is in form. These are the two best attack of Serie A, uh, by the way. Uh, but, you know, um, Inter doesn't really need to win this one. I mean, the calendar is not easy because then you got Atalanta home and Torino away. They cannot just lose them all. They will finish outside of the top four for sure. But they could go for a draw. It could be a more... Uh, you know, um, defensive performance, if you like. Of course, in preparation for the Coppa Italia final on Wednesday, in preparation for the Champions League final on the 10th of June. By the way, Inter and Manchester City are going to play for the first time ever in a competitive match on a Champions League final, you know? That's incredible, isn't it? Two huge never, clubs. Never, well, Inter, Inter have got more history, obviously, but, you know, Manchester City have been involved in the Champions League for the last 10, 12 years. But, but they never played. Like but they never yeah. played in the, in the UEFA Cup. They never played in the Cup Winners Cup. Ne- yeah. never, never, never played. So I think it, it is interesting. That tells you. Because uh, these, two, these two sides in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, they were miles apart, you know. Inter, Inter would never, would, were not considered themselves in the same league as Manchester City, you know. But when they lose to famously to Wickham Wanderers in League 2 or League 1, but now they are in the same league and, of course, they are uh, they are the underdog. Going to be interesting, that Champions League final. We'll have full coverage, of course, uh, Bet Rivers with all of our content ah, across the, pick. the big we need, game we need in to say Istanbul. The pick. We forgot the pick. We forgot the pick for this one, for Napoli Inter. We did. I was about <laughs> to get about, to that. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Talk about other things. And then we you, the you've, pick. Got, you've got a Napoli slant on the selection. Yes, yes. Ajan handicap zero in the first half, minus 106. If Napoli wins the first half, you win. If they draw, you get your money back. Minus 106. Napoli Asian handicap zero in the first half. Uh, one more game to preview before we get to our parlay. This is Udinese Lazio. Um, and just confirming instantly, I've just rechecked on the Bet Rivers website, midday Eastern time for that Napoli Inter. So it's six o'clock locally, it's 5 p.m. UK. Um, Udinese Lazio, the last game we're going to preview before we get to our parlay. This is Sunday 
and this is ostensibly the big game because it's Sunday night, 8.45 uh, kickoff local 245 uh, Eastern. Udinese plus 280. Lazio plus 102 here. The draw plus 260. Over and under two and a half goals. Overs minus 108. Unders minus 125. I'm not quite sure what to say about Lazio here. They've slipped from second. They're fourth. They're under pressure the, to get that Champions League spot. They looked favourites to get outside of Napoli. Uh, they've only won one of their last five. Udinese, technically nothing to play for, but they're a dangerous side. How are we approaching this one, Daniel? With a both to score here, with a minus 122, Lazio is true. They look tired. They seem to tire out, especially in the second half of games. They rescue a point against Lecce in the last minute, thanks to Milinkovic-Savic, but uh, they didn't look uh, at the races, if you like. They need five points from three games against Udinese, Cremonese at home, and Empoli away. Now, if they don't get those five points, they bottle it. I mean, it's a it's a big failure. But if they get into the top four, it's a massive achievement for them. They don't have the four best team in Italy by any stretch of imagination. They have conceded in four of the last five, and this used to be Italy's best defense. And now they're conceding more goals. They keep in possession well, uh, less well recently. Udinese, on the other hand, they scored in the last 17 games at home. Only the first game at home was a nil-nil against Salernitana. But then they always scored. And at home, they picked up good wins against Milan, Roma, um, Inter, of course. They are sixth for shots, Udinese. They shoot a lot. And in fact, Sandy Lovric, as we mentioned at the top of the show, is the midfielder with most shots in Serie A uh, before Fratesi. And Lazio are only 13 for shots. So maybe Lazio are more accurate, but Udinese definitely is a team that goes for it. I'm going to go for both to score here. Minus 122. Again, it is a, a, again Lazio don't necessarily need to win. A draw could do, provided that then they pick up other four points between Cremonese at home and Empoli away. Okay, we've got a parlay to finish off with before we have a brief look at the Coppa Italia. Three teams, we're looking for goals in one of them and not so many goals in the other two. Um, We start Friday night, so we start Sassuolo against Monza here. And in this game, Daniele, we are looking for goals. Over 1.5 goals, as we mentioned before, these are two teams that play attacking football. They play well, they go for it. Uh, Monza only trickling shit in the last 11. Uh, Sassuolo is unbeaten in six at home, often scores at the Mapei Stadium without Loriente, but still uh, plenty of quality up there with the likes, of course, Berardi, Bairami and David Frattesi, who is part of our, our first pick. So Sassuolo-Monza, over 1.5 goals on the Friday night game. 74% of Sassuolo's games over one and a half goals this season. Torino against Fiorentina. We're going unders here. We like under three and a half goals, Daniele Fiorentina, of course, with that copper in midweek to look forward to as well. So I presume they're going to rotate players. How are they going to um, approach this fixture? Let's see if Fiorentina have gained the access to the Conference League final on a Thursday if they managed to overturn the 2-1 deficit against the Basilea. But then they got, again, another important date in Rome against Inter on the 24th of May for the Coppa Italia final. So big week uh, for Fiorentina. Uh, Torino, Fiorentina go for an under 3.5 goals for a couple of reasons. Torino have been playing very well recently, uh, deserve to win at uh, Verona. They can finish on a high, uh, but it's a 
side that have never scored more than two goals in this season. Now, for this one, there are three key doubts for, for Torino. Miranchuk, uh, Sanabria, and um, I think Pellegri as well is doubtful. So the three main goal scorer of uh, Torino might miss the game. Fiorentina are going to rotate. I know they are good away, but I think this could be this could be a slightly dull game. I mean, under three from five goals, it could be a 2-1 win for Torino, which, you know, could perfectly on the card, but I don't think I can expect too many goals. Under 3.5. Are we like the same bet for the Empoli-Juventus game as well? An awful lot of the metrics suggest this is going to be low scoring. We've got Juve's uh, Europa League fixture as well to consider here. What are your thoughts on Empoli-Juve? Same, under 3.5 goals. Empoli are basically saved with a point they got at Marassi, Juventus, against struggling teams, against teams that are in from the 15th position down. They only lost four points this season. They were very good professional against uh, Cremonese. Not a spectacular game, but they're always going to have chances. Again, let's see what happened with Juventus in midweek against Seville. I think they're going to struggle there, to be fair. I think they need more of a... I mean, they need more of a style of football, more than a reactive performance to overcome Seville. But when it comes to uh, Serie A, I think they're gonna they're gonna cruise Juventus towards the second uh, the second spot. They could win all the last three, finish second, and maybe you know save themselves even with the points deduction uh, to play in Champions League next season. If they only get deducted nine points and they finish plus ten on Milan, I think then there is not much to argue. They will probably play Champions League as far as the Italian classification is concerned. But it is a Juventus that tend to score uh, very few goals this season, especially on their travel under three point five goals so put it together Sassuolo Monza over 1.5 Torino Fiorentina and Empoli Juventus under 3.5 goals the the odds double your stake just about plus 101 just a little bit more than even money for the parlay that starts on Friday night the other selections Udinese Lazio on Sunday 2.45 Eastern both teams to score yes at minus 122 the midday kickoff Eastern Napoli Inter we like Napoli on the Asian handicap zero in the first half at minus 106 for the Milan Sampdoria game, which is Saturday, 845 local, 245 East. And we like Milan to win and under three and a half goals at minus 108. I think that's my best bet of the weekend. And the prop bet that we like for the Friday night game, Sassuolo Monza, we're looking at uh, Davide Fratesi to have basically one shot or more. It's over half a shot. And that's on target, I should stress, uh, plus 102. Um, just brief thoughts before we let you go, Daniele, on the Coppa Italia. Obviously, we've got Inter and Fiorentina in action this weekend and we've got Fiorentina in action tonight. So betters, understandably, might want to wait until all of these games are in the book before they tackle the Coppa. But Inter are the favourites to win in the 90 minutes here at minus 108, which could be a price. Uh, Laviola plus 280, the drawer at uh, plus 250. What are your thoughts on on the Coppa Italia, Daniel? It's never a dull game when Fiorentina are involved. The first leg this season in Serie A finished 4-3 for Inter. The return match finished 1-0 for Fiorentina at San Siro by Inter had millions of chances to to score, so a little bit of a strange results there. Uh, Fiorentina is an attacking side. Inter are in form. Last season, the uh, game ended 2-2 and he went to extra time. 
It could be something similar, perhaps a draw and finishing on extra time. You could go for a draw and over 1.5 goals. I think it's going to be at least over 1.5 goals in in the game. Uh, yeah, look maybe for a for a 90 minute and a draw in 90 minutes. Going to be interesting. The draw in 90 minutes, as we mentioned, plus 250. Over two and a half goals, minus 115. Over one and a half is a little bit shorter. Plenty of prices on the Bet Rivers site right now about the Coppa Italia final, which is in uh, Stadio Olimpico in Rome uh, next Wednesday. So check that out. And the odds may well change over the course of the weekend, depending on what happens to the two finalists. Daniele, thanks for your company over the last 25 Thank minutes you. or so. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. We're going to be back ahead of the penultimate weekend of fixtures, week 37 next week. Make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers podcasts at Because We Win. Bye for now. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.